Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Boy, do we have a panel for you today. The industry's screenwriting experts. A panel of new voices in Hollywood. The costumes are a character. Fuck, Mary kill. Wide shot, two shot, close up. This is Artists. On Artists. On Artists. On Artists. Do you know why they call it show business? I always wondered that. Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists, and we've got quite a roaring show for you. Bow wow, ruff ruff, meow meow. Those are some of the sounds that these professionals deal with on the daily. Animal wranglers are some of the most important people in Hollywood when it comes to having animals on screen, and the tricks that they do create the magical movie moments we all remember. So listen up, pull out your notepad, and get ready for the zoo. Let's listen in. Hi, 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 hi. Um, I'm Marilyn Jones, and I am a bird trainer for Tinseltown. Hello, lovelies. My name's Ian Household. I do water creatures. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Cutt, that's C-U-T-T, and I do mostly farm animals out of my farm in North California. Hello, my name is Nigel Eclair, and I focus primarily on snakes. Hey y'all, um, it's me, Marissa. Um, I'm dogs. This is a nice studio. I'm not used to being the one on mic here. <laughs> I, I feel the same, Marissa. I'm used to the farm, you know, so this is it was really fun getting all gussied up and hanging out with y'all today so and and good to be like you said with like-minded people i cannot wait to pick your brains because i deal with cows emus that kind emus. of thing yeah an emu or two but dogs i whoa what must that be like oh i mean i, I think it's the uh the most old-fashioned version of our business i'd say dogs have been in movies since the beginning right right yeah yeah um so I'd have to say it's I've been, I've been working for 50 years. I'm 71. Congratulations. Wow. Uh, what about you, Nigel? Hello. Yes, I have been working with snakes now for about 30 years. I started right out of college, found a couple snakes and said, what if I put these in movies and now with all the franchises it's quite a lucrative business per se wow i, I don't mean to speak out of turn y'all but when he talks i get so sleepy nigel i get so tired it's so crazy it's really crazy yeah it makes me feel like he's probably really good at uh, making animals go right to sleep, which is really hard to do. Oh, I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Well, it does. Is... And Nigel, I will say, um, some of my birds are right outside, and they are chirping. They are simply loving your voice. Well, oh, thank wow. you all. I will take all of these as compliments. I'll also say, in Patty's defense, I'm not used to sitting down for more than a couple minutes at a time. Okay, Marissa, yeah. You know what? It's you're... true. Yeah, how many... I got a question, Marissa. I... We have our little gr girl's corner over here. Question <laughs> for you, honey. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many dogs have you had on a leash at once? Because I'm picturing you on set. I don't know about y'all, but with, I don't know, 15? Oh, sure. Well, that was me in the old days um, when I would do non-union work, and that's oh. what I'll say. 
is our business is different when we're in the union. And I'll say this is a privileged group of people who get to be protected. Right. Um, because it's all about protection in our business. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? That's a really important thing for me to talk about protection. I will say that all my animals are union eligible currently, but they are not. They are not in the union. They are all eligible. I've got a couple seals that are eligible. I've got a couple, one killer whale that's eligible as well. Well, well, it's expensive. I understand. Well, you know, they, once they book a little bit more, we can maybe get them in the union, but they are not technically booking enough. Because once, you know, you get those dues, it is really expensive. And just uh, quite frankly, a lot of my animals at Underwater Wonders, a lot of them <laughs> are not. They are not currently making enough money to sustain union membership. Well, it is so, it, I will say it is so worth it because, you know, all of my birds in the Birds Actors Union, they are um, so covered. The bag health insurance is so good. Do you ever taff Hartley a shark or something? Is that how it works? That is a really crazy question. Yes, there is a, uh, it's not quite a shark, but there was, <laughs> there was actually a, uh, a, a clownfish that was featured in a movie called The Meg. And I booked... Oh, I love that movie. Do you remember The Meg? Uh, yeah, of course. I love that movie. The Meg with Jason Statham. I trained him too. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What a hunk. <laughs> I'm what just a kidding. Hunk. <laughs> <laughs> what a hunk. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, to answer your question, Patty, I only do one dog at a time now. But back <laughs> okay. in my 20s, I, was, I, would, I would say um, 35. Wow. Well, I, you know, while we were talking about the... Uh, the uh, you know, uh, the uh, water creatures and all. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was wondering, do you know how to swim? You know, I have landed on the job. <gasps> I have certainly, the first few years were really difficult for me because when you're shouting at an animal and they're underwater, they can't hear you. That is a little thing that I figured out. Oh, okay. I wouldn't yeah. even know how to shout underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to use those big. Uh, they call them vuvuzelas from uh, from <laughs> South Africa in those um, in those, those soccer what? games. I used to call vuvuzelas. They're Boo -boo a long. What? They're a long tunnel. A vuvuzela. Okay, like okay, like the flower. Uh, no, it's like a long plastic tunnel that you shout noises into. Oh, okay. Vuvuzela. And do you find that the animals are responsive to that? Yeah, generally, you know, there's only so many things any underwater creature can do. Swim, stop, and breathe. So usually, if I need them to do one of those things, they're usually going to... If I need, if I need them to do one of those things, they're usually going to eventually do them. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. The ratio of the things that animals can do is typically pretty good because you have uh, several handfuls of things that they want to do already. I mean, I would imagine those dogs... They simply like to roll over and sit and walk. Is that the case? Sure, but I'll say, not to just throw it right back at you, but Marilyn, I've, I just have been, I've always wanted to talk to you because you're the only one I know that works with animals and you can get them to say things, right? You, can, you, you deal with dialogue sometimes, right? It's true. I like to say that my animals are the only ones who have lines because it's the truth. Um, I would say that it's very... <laughs> I have a lot of respect for you too, Marilyn. I, I, I'm trying not to be weird about it, to be yeah, honest. You're one of the Over great. here with Marissa, but I am absolutely starstruck. I mean, I can't even think of all this. I mean, guys, come on, all the iconic lines that absolutely her starstruck over here. It's pretty, pretty wild. I mean, the one, the one in um, 
The one in Taxi? The Taxi and Along Came Polly. Oh, my God. Yes, they do. I will say my birds, um, because I'm a bit of an introvert, my birds sort of talk for me. You know how um, sometimes in a couple there's a talker and there's a listener? Um, I'd Uh say I'm the listener, and my 45 birds, they're the talkers. And we do really well at dinner parties. <laughs> I'd like to invite you over for sure. Oh. I have a weird question for all y'all. I love to look, I love to ask people questions when I'm with other wranglers, questions that maybe other people couldn't answer. What's the most difficult thing you've ever had to train an animal to do? Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. I'm I mean, sure a lot goes down on the farm over there. Well, I mean, there's something that, that I don't feel good about, but one time I had to train a cow to milk another cow. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. And morally, I, how does that work? It well. Yes, morally. Not, how does that work morally? Yes, Nigel, you seem interested in doing that. I thought Nigel was asleep. I was. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's cold in here. And yeah, and we're not used to sitting down, us people. Anyway, no. Yeah, well, um, Nigel and uh, Marissa and everyone to answer the question. It was, um, I'll be. It was. It was young, young in my career. I was young. I was trying to get that credit, and it was for a local farm commercial. Um, he, the owner was a, a bit of a. He's a bit out of his head, and I found out that later the footage was used in. Maybe some kind of personal way. I'm not quite sure what it was for. But what was that personal way? Well, you know, a girl doesn't like to assume, but I would guess maybe for... For jacking off purposes? For jacking it. Oh, wrong and donking. Oh, bless me. Oh, bless my heart. Bless my tongue. Bless my soul. Sometimes when I'm talking shock, I get a little naughty. Me too. I mean, my job is constantly getting these fuckers off each other. So, I but I understand. I, I've, I've, oh, I too have fallen vulnerable to, um, you know, being a young person in the industry. Um, f- I was approached for a student film where, um, I had to get one of my macaws to spit up into Owen Wilson's mouth. Now, morally, we don't like to do that because it tricks <laughs> the birds into thinking that the actor is its child, and so that bird walked around thinking that Owen Wilson was its daughter. Rotten. That's absolutely. And I'd never do that now. Yeah, I'd never do it now. I I feel y'all on that, guys. You know, we've all we've had our highs and we've had our lows, but it's you know we're there for the animal, and so it's hard sometimes when we have these stories where our animals are just put in the line of fire. You know, Mm. I don't, I don't even want to go there to be honest. I don't want to go there. Oh no, I don't even want to go there. I'm sorry. In 1992, I was on a movie set. And the director asked for one of my anacondas to swallow the actor who plays Han Solo whole and then spit him out. Is that Harrison Ford? Who? Harrison Ford? The person so who plays... So I had to get one of my anacondas to do this. And it was really a tough tough situation i'm so sorry does anyone have some extra coffee because i just keep getting so sleepy every time i have some caffeine pills i give to my seals do you want some oh that would be actually wonderful open your mouth 
Okay. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I'm like one of your little fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Oh, well, I did pretty good. Call me Seal, right? Five stars. Five stars. You're getting a fish tonight. Can we move over? Boy, the tables <laughs> certainly have turned, haven't they? Normally, we are the ones putting the food in the mouth, but now it's the other way around. Yeah. Marilyn, you're really good at saying exactly what's going on. <laughs> I'll say the hardest thing for me, what I do specifically, I want to be clear, is um, I, because there's tons of dog uh, animal handlers in the business. What I do is um, specifically I get dogs to run. Um, I can get them to move real fast for lots of uh, yogurt commercials. Um, yogurt That commercial? was your dog. That was, that was no, one of my No, Jamie guys. Lee Curtis and the Activia. Yeah, and he's just going in that field. Oh, and, yeah. as animal wrangler to animal wrangler, I saw that, you know, sometimes you're like, leave the, leave the work alone. It's yeah. not now. Put I the work my home, husband, yeah. I said, that dog was moving and grooving, and whoever was the animal wrangler on that knows what she's doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Patty. I'll say, I'm telling you, you don't know a lot. You don't notice it all the time, but when you got a dog having to sprint across camera, that takes a specific type of animal wrangling. And now, um, um, you said that you do running. Your dogs do running. Do they sit and stay as well, or do they call someone else for that? They call other people for that. I'm strictly mm. uh, like it's like a stunt guy, but for running dogs. Um, so the hardest thing that's ever happened to me is that one of my dogs was taking a shit as he was running, mm. and I I had to pick up the pace because when you're because I worked really well with the dp it's me and the dp crafting this shot and it's figuring out this run and this tempo and the dolly and the move and all of that and when they got a little something going on like this one dog of mine patty papone she was she was trying to take a shit as she kept running and i had to pull her ass out of there um so that was the hardest thing i've ever had to do i'll say the most difficult thing for me i was in an alfonso Cuaron film <laughs> And he asked if I could make a stingray cry on cue. No. It was really hard because stingrays in general do not cry, not because they can't, but because they won't. There's a cultural thing in stingrays where they, you know, crying is a sign of weakness for them. So who told you that? That tracks. I to- I've seen it with my own eyes. But how would you know? If, 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 I've spent a lot of time underwater. So I first learned... All about animals and, and learning about water creatures. I first learned because my father was, uh, he ran a coral reef. He was the. He was. T- he was, was a private charge. coral reef. He was an owner. You're the he great barrier. You're the, of course. You're, you're the fam- great barrier baron. One of the great barriers. Great barrier junior. My, my fa- yes, my father was uh, David Great Barrier. The only human to run a coral reef. He was the owner of the coral reef. It was a private reef. And we used to go down there all the time, all the time. And we used to watch all the animals. And I used to watch the stingrays go around each other. And they used to puff up the chest. And I saw them cry. And then one of them would cry and all of them would run away. And and, and they'd talk to some of the eels. And the eels would come and eat the stingray. It's a really scary thing. Wow, so you do really know it. I, for a while, I thought you were just making shit up, but that sounds like you really don't. No, know. this is all stuff yeah. I've learned over years and years and years of professional work. 
I got a, I got kind of a non sequitur question, but were you just a big old puddle when you watch Octopus Teacher? Were you just a? <laughs> <laughs> I was an absolute wreck. Oh, I was an absolute wreck. And I'll tell you what, I called around to see if I could get him to work with me. Turns out he is he's freelance and he doesn't need any help. Oh, he, really? I was an absolute wreck. I did try to recruit him and people said, do not. That's... The year was 1997. Oh, Christ. I was on the set of a movie called Shanghai Nights. One of the actors, though, the one who speaks Chinese, fell into a pit, and there was a snake down there. And I told him to just watch out. So my question is, does anybody else deal with pits? Any other animals going with pits? I Am I the only type of person that has to deal with a hundred of my own animals in one type of hole or pit hold on i think um one of my birds uh just fell asleep and if they sleep for too long they die hold on wake up wake up i'm so sorry about that it's amazing to see a woman just juggling it all who else brought animals by the way did anyone else bring animals to this recording um, well, I did. I did um, ride my horse here. I rode it all the way from Northern California to Culver City. To Culver City, yeah. And let me tell you, oh, it's hard to find a, a hotel that will let me have my dog. Well, try finding a hotel that let you have a horse. Oh, I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Oh, I bet all of us have had some crazy travel experience mm, with an animal. Yeah, I put a beluga whale in a bathtub. <laughs> I took a wonderful road trip um, with several parrots, and they sort of fluttered around in the back of my sedan, and I would stop to pull over to get for gas, and um, I'd lose one of them at every gas station. I laughed so hard because I'd come, and I showed up to San Francisco with only three birds, and they said, there's supposed to be 10. And I said, I know, but I had to fill up my car. (laughs) Uh, I heard about this. I heard about this because I read an article about this. There was uh, an article in a newspaper in Temecula about a bunch of birds that you kept screaming your name and phone number. I did read this in a newspaper in Temecula. Oh, that's right. That's an amazing way to keep track of your animals. Make them say your contact information. They're very well trained. And I will say, all of those birds were returned to me because they simply are trained to repeat the phone number until they get where they have to go. They're very repetitive. I will say, um, you know, earlier we were, we were talking about difficult experiences. I once sent um, some of my birds to a prison for a little outreach program, and they spent some time with the prisoners there. And what? Then... <laughs> well, was the outreach for the birds or the prisoners? I like to think a little of both. What was it set out to be? <laughs> like, technically. <laughs> So the idea is, you send a few birds to a few convicted murderers, and eventually, one of them saves the other. Ideally, it's the murderer, but sometimes the bird learns a few things. And I will say, a couple of my birds learned the phrase, kill, bitch, kill, and then... 
And then they had to go work on a Disney film oh, moments later. Me. Oh, and they Lord. could not remember their lines. They could not remember Polly Wanna Cracker. All they wanted to say was kill, bitch, kill. And I lost that job. <laughs> Sounds like the dark side of speaking animals. It is like the dark side of speaking animals. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of kill, bitch, kill, I once had to get a chihuahua to Atlanta and I uh, couldn't get. Uh, a flight in time. This is when I was working on Union, and um, I made oh, it. And it was a running job. the The Chihuahua had to run. Uh, it was a tampon commercial, so I just had the Chihuahua run with me to Atlanta. We did it on foot. So you ran as well alongside the dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, that's impressive. You know, we go through a lot of what our animals go through. If they're sad on set, we're sad. If we're happy, they're happy. It's a very intuitive kind of relationship and for sure we take lunch at the same time i think you know sometimes i eat the same things i I actually don't do dairy i actually sometimes i eat the grass i try to understand what it feels like for them and back to the traveling i i did try to sneak a chicken um in my carry-on oh yes and she did what she was supposed to do she laid about 15 eggs in a flat (laughs) to phoenix yeah when i opened it up there were just eggs galore and she did not make it. She didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a oh, I'm so job. sorry. Yeah. I'm in so sorry. 2004, <laughs> oh. I was working at a movie and three people were bitten by a coastal taipan and passed away. I think my heart stopped beating for a moment, Nigel. Would you like some coffee? I would. Okay, can we get Nigel some coffee? (coughs) Thank you. That was delivered to me by a peacock. Thank you. That peacock is trained to get coffee. The others are trained to get tea. (laughs) I like you. Nigel. Nigel, stop. Nigel. Yes. Nigel, kill, stop! Bitch, kill! Kill, bitch, kill! Your birds! Oh, oh, oh! Your birds! Oh, oh no! Oh. Birds! Birds back! Birds back! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nigel. That almost never happens. I'd like to ask a question from the fishbowl. Let's see what's in here. I actually prefer if you call it a, a, a glass bowl, because a, a fishbowl is a little bit of an offensive term for me. Oh, is it? I'm learning a lot about, I want to know, you know what I mean? Is that a, I want to know how I can be better for you guys in whatever world that you're in, you know, like, right, right. There's so many misconceptions. I don't know, like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm, I really, I get really upset when I see animals that are CGI'd and things, because I just think, well, what am I, you know, where's, where's our industry going? Where's I our job right, going? I right. think you're bringing up a topic that we should talk about, and that is the Lion King. And we are all snubbed. Absolutely. And let's just talk about it. Let's Absolutely. talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. Because I, I had a couple of reporters come to my house and say that they, uh, Hollywood had isolated us, and none of us were speaking on the record. And I think that was just due to all of our, we were all going through something. Now, you know? not to divert a little bit, but... Are there, would there ever be a dog in The Lion King? <laughs> um, good point. Um, but I'll say 
But I guess you never know, right? You never know. Well, I hate to break NDAs, but a lot of animals who they can't get to run fast, they get a dog and they dress it up. I'll be darned. So for Lion King, I did think we'd get hired for, to have one of my Aussies dressed up like a, like a, um, like a hyena. Oh, right, of course. It, it of wasn't course. as cut and dry, you know. They didn't tell everyone it was going to be CGI. I had a trout that was on a veil for three months. <laughs> and it was really hard for the trout, you know. He was waiting around for the answer. Three months in and out, you know. <laughs> it's almost like you're an agent to them at some point. Sometimes, you know, we share each other's successes and failures. It's really difficult, and and you are kind of bookers for the for the job. You know, you gotta you gotta represent them because they're doing the work. And I would really imagine there are no fish agents, so you seem like sort of a one man band of sorts. If I don't do it, nobody will. Nobody. Yeah, I work hands on with the agents because mm. these dogs, these fucking bitches, they all have representation. Because the union, right? They're all yeah. you know, all mine are obviously eligible, but. <laughs> They cannot, they cannot get representation without being union. And then, you know, what are we going to do? They're just not ready. That's really tough. I have heard. They're too green. <laughs> They're you too blue. It's <laughs> 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 underwater. It's <laughs> underwater. <laughs> Nigel, did you hear that joke? The coffee is working. <laughs> so cold. Is anybody here else shedding skin? No. That's probably because you're sitting down for too long. Stand up a little and move around. Okay. Run across the room. Run. Run, freak. Run. <laughs> what? Are, it's not running, Mike. I'm trying. I'm trying. You I'm aren't trying. using your arms and legs at all. <laughs> Oh dear, Nigel! What is going on? Oh my God! Did you cut that little divot into your tongue? Yes, yes. It was a procedure I had done in two thousand seven on the on the set of Snakes on a Plane. Very stressful time for me. A thousand and ten snakes I had to take care of. And I walked away with a thousand and twelve. No idea where the other two came from. Well, I'll say, Nigel, I, I did. It was, it was beautiful work. Thank beautiful you. work, that film. Nigel, I'm sorry. I just looked in the trash can. I see a bunch of wrappers for the baby feet. Have you ladies ever used that? It's where your, your feet, you know, they make them baby soft. It makes you shed your skin. But there's about a hundred wrappers. Oh. In the trash can, oh. I can't help but wonder, did you use these, Nigel? Did you use these? Because you are peeling like, you're peeling like an onion at my grandmama's barbecue. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did use them. It's time for me getting closer to becoming the dream. Okay, Nigel, you don't look well. Marilyn, you had a question, didn't you? A little earlier. You had a little question you were going to ask. I did. I pulled it out of the glass bowl. Thank you for learning and thank you for showing growth. Thank you for educating me. Of course, anytime. So I pulled this question out of the glass bowl and I think it's very interesting. 
What was your favorite animal you've ever worked with? Oh, this is a hard one, isn't it? This is this, this is, is always really a hard tough. one, right, y'all? This yeah. is a hard one. This is one. really tough. Oh my god, my god, my god! I will say there was um, a little dove that I used to work with uh, named Cheeky, and um, Cheeky was the best in the business—a real professional. Um, she would fly out of the hat when she was supposed to. She would be released. She would come back when she was supposed to. But, of course, as animal trainers, you don't own the animal. And her owner was a gentleman named Rick Wright. And one day Rick Wright decided, I'd like to become an amateur magician. And so he took Cheeky away from me. And he went to Vegas, showed up to open mic magician competitions uh, to work with Cheeky. And Cheeky was no longer in the business. And it broke my heart because she was such a sweetie little bird. She was such a sweetie little bird. Oh, it's a, it's there, there. Don't I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. We all get it. We all get it. We all apologize. I apologize. It's a part of the trade. But I tell me about all your favorite animals. Well, um, I had this potbelly pig who really taught me everything it means to be a woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely beautiful. What was the potbelly's pig's name? Gary, and um, yeah, Gary just, when Gary walked in the room, she (laughs) really took control of the room, and Gary could be around 15 male pigs, Mm. but she really held her own, you know? Yeah. Um, You move like a potbelly pig, too. Oh, thank you. I could tell. Thank you so much. Yes, Marissa. you really lead by example for your. Oh, thank you. Pigs. You know, and you I, lead by your nose too. It's just what I, we're talking about. I do, and you know, I don't know if you y'all believe this, but sometimes the ones that leave us, they leave us little signs mm. throughout life, mm-hmm. right, guys? And so, mm-hmm. I tell you, every time I go to a restaurant and look on the menu, they have bacon. I go, Gary, she's saying hi to you. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of times. It's a very common <laughs> breakfast item. And well, that just shows how much Gary was there. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Thank Every you. morning. I'd, I'd love to hear everyone else, everyone else's. Yeah, absolutely. Is I... Nigel okay? He's under the table. Oh, I'm my just... God. I, I thought he was right here. Yeah. He's oh over there. He's under your feet. Oh, I yeah. I here. felt a little something on my feet. My feet this... are on the table. What's this? My feet are on the table, too. Little... <laughs> I think Nigel slipped me a note. Let me just. It just says, do you like my nose? Ah! Let's talk about other people's answers. Um, I had a river order that challenged me every single day. A what? A river Uh, order. Or order? An order? A what? A river order? An order? An aura? An order. A river order. An order. You know, those little little rat kind of things that swim around in the water. An order. An order. A river order. Got it. River Otter really challenged me every single day. Oh, those her, are the ones there, right? Yeah, her name was Veronica Venezuela, and she was absolutely gorgeous. She was so pretty, and we had a really tumultuous relationship. And the only way I could get her to do things is if I humiliated myself in front of everyone else. <laughs> it was a really disgusting way. I had to strip naked. I had to sing songs by <laughs> female artists. 
really, really embarrassing. Oh, humiliating. Oh, no. Veronica sounds very demanding. She was a a real challenge, but she was absolutely the most talented otter that Mm. I've ever worked with. She's Mm -hmm. the actually the only animal I've ever trained that has gone union. Since then, I haven't seen her, but I do know she is on Riverdale. Oh, no, it's that one. What's she doing on Riverdale? A lot of background work right now, but I think she's hoping to. I think she's hoping to work her oh, way up. It's season four. They're at that aquarium diner. Absolutely, yeah, the aquarium diner, and she is in the background. And I do believe she had a line or a movement. You know, as we know, the animals are they don't necessarily have lines, but all of their movements are technically lines. So she had a lot of movement. Uh, well, speak of for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a great Dane named Princess Diana, and she ran so fucking fast. Let me tell you something. She I got a ran. question. I got a question about that just real quick. So was this when was this dog? Was this um She was named after the living Diana. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So at the time that Princess Diana was alive, Princess Diana the dog was also alive. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. And you want to hear some fucking crazy shit? They died on the same fucking day. No. Oh my God. No. no. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I love that dog more than my fucking family. She ran so fast. And, uh,. All I have to say is we loved each other a lot, and one day she ran, and I couldn't catch her. And she was gone. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. So sorry. So hard. No, and it was one of those Teamsters. Oh, the freaking Teamsters. A motherfucking Teamster. Hit her with a car. Hit her with a car. They're going way too fast out there, guys. When they're on set, there's people running around. There's people in vans. So these non-union Teamsters, might as well call them the devil on your back. (laughs) absolutely the amount of teamsters that have tried to wash their dirty socks in my pools where the animals are absolutely disgusting they're the devils on my back i had a snake called nagini it was seen in a movie from the harry potter movie i think that's what that was called it was a great snake and i loved it and unfortunately, in the scene where the one child chops the head off of the snake, they shot it for real. And I'm sorry, is there so any chance sorry. you could sit back up at the table, Nigel? You're kind of all curled it's up very down there. bright out there. Okay. I like it down here. It's just crazy to get us all in one room. We all have such weird social behaviors. We're absolute freaks. <laughs> you were freaks in the sheets, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I have a wild yes, sex life. Yes, yes, Does yes, everybody yes. hear? Because yes, that's a thing yes, that's yes. Hollywood. People oh, don't know honey. this, but Hollywood. Yes, they, yes, don't, they yes. haven't made a number high yes, enough yes, for my yes, freak yes, number. Yes, yes, yes. There <laughs> and that's a thing in Hollywood is that these animal wranglers, we fuck so hard you can't catch us. Yeah, I didn't know if we were going to say it out loud, but I mean, I have seen you guys at the parties. I just haven't seen you in this way where we actually talk about our work. That is such a stereotype because, you know, and it's a stereotype that is a stereotype for a reason because it is true. 
When we all meet each other at the Animal Wrangler Hollywood orgies, we talk about all this stuff, but we never talk about it so cleanly, and I'm really applauding all of us for restraining ourselves today. I am absolutely so horny right now. <laughs> the river in my panties right now is... <laughs> I know, my nipples could cut glass. Well, let's table this for a moment, because I do still think we have about 15 to 20 minutes left. Um... Would anyone like to pull a question from the fishbowl? Oh, the glass bowl. Thank you. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna correct you again. I was just gonna hold it against you for the rest of your life. So I want to thank you for doing that. I will pull a question. This is a really great one. What do your family? What does your family think of your job as an animal wrangler? And how has being an animal wrangler affected your relationship with your family? I'll say uh, my family doesn't buy it. Um, In what way? And it's uh, awfully, I don't mean to get so vulnerable here, but it's awfully humiliating to have a family that thinks you can't make a living off of just dogs running um, on camera. Um, they just don't buy it. They they call bullshit every day. I come home from work. Um, they think it's fake. But no, they've I'm seen so your sorry. house, right? I mean, they've seen... They've seen your Malibu mansion. Yeah, and I make a lot of money. Um, but they they think I'm doing other things. They think I'm a liar. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. That is oh, so tragic. You know, I thought, yeah. yeah. I thought I had it bad because I'm a, I'm a Bush daughter and I'm not one of the finest daughter ones. of the Bushes. A, a Bush daughter. I am. I'm a daughter of George W. Bush and Laura <laughs> Bush. Yes. I am. No way. I know. Did they? That's my dirty little secret. I'm a Bush daughter. Ugh. Your sister is Gina Bush Hager. Yes. Of the Today Show. That's that's the one. Yes. Wow. And what did they um, prefer that you be with your life? I mean, they really wanted me to get into politics, and I said, I have absolutely no experience. I wouldn't know what I'm doing. And they said, well, you know, that'll be fine. We could figure something out. And I thought, well, I'm not really qualified to do that, though. And then that's when I was on our farm, and I met the uh, potbelly pig, Gary, and that kind of changed course for me. So... You know, my, my dad has done a, a painting or two, some of, my, some of my farm animals, and that's kind of all I can ask for right now. You know, that's, that's where we're at today, as I say. You know, that's where we're at today. We're in a somewhat of a good place, and, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I hope, does anyone have a happy story? I mean, Marissa and I went first oh, over Jesus. here like a, like a couple of but sob stories. It's, but it's, a, it's an easy business to be neglected from your family for. No, I will say I was um, sort of a cupboard child. I was locked in a cupboard for many years. <laughs> oh. um, but I did have a friend in there. I had a... Is that why you're so tiny? I'm very small. You are very tiny. I'm very small. You gotta be like three foot eight or three foot nine. I've been trying to eyeball it all the day. I am. I have don't, two. Don't short sell me. I am three foot ten and a half. But you're also very small. You know how people say, "Oh, she's made of bird bones." Anybody yeah. use that phrase or that country thing? Well, I actually, it looks kind of like you're made of bird bones. You are very 
tan. Well, listen, they didn't approve of me, and so they locked me in the cupboard, and I wasn't there. I was their little secret, you know? But in a way, the bird raised me, because the bird had its little bones, and I think, you know, the body listens to the mind, and I think my body started to listen to the bird body, and I will say sometimes I do spit up bile. Oh, that's definitely true. I, I've, I've been lactating ever since I started you know, using my cows. and but Do you really? Can you explain that? No, I'm not pregnant. I'm not having a baby, so I hear you. Your animals kind of work through your own body sometimes. Absolutely. I have a thick layer of mucus all over my body all the time. I thought so. Yeah, you can see it in the light, and these fluorescents are really bad at showing that. I wanted to say about my family, we actually are a happy story. You know, me and my husband and my daughter, we all run underwater wonders together. My daughter, Gil, is absolutely gorgeous, and she loves training the little salamanders. We're having a working on salamanders right now. Oh, how cute. I love that. Yes, that's family so business. Because you guys own the reef now. We own the reef. We, we, it was endowed to us by my father when he passed away. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. God rest his soul. And it's a real shame. And, uh, the, you know, the Australian government said, hey, we'd love to have that reef. And I said, yeah, so would a fucking I. And I kept it. Good for you. So um, Good for you. Family's everything. You, your name's everything. What are you going to do with the reef? I'm thinking of making it some sort of water park uh, where you can kind of run around in it. You know, I think the biggest problem with the reef is that you can't stand in it right now. So we're going to put a lot of standing ground so you can kind of stand around and see the animals. Because what I love is getting closer to them. You know, I think everyone, if they had an eye-to-eye with a dolphin, they would change the way they live their lives. That's kind of what I say. You know, we've all had probably an experience with an animal that said, oh, this is this is the way to live my life. Right, and, so uh, you're raising awareness about the Great Barrier Reef being destroyed by... Uh, sort of essentially destroying it. Absolutely. We're saying get close to it. Take a look at it. See what you're doing to the earth. Well, Nigel, do you have a family? At one point, yes. I was thrown into a pit of snakes by the age of two. Mm. I looked into the face of a black adder. A black what? A black adder. A-D-D-E-R. And it looked at me, and I said, Mother, and it said, Yes. Okay, guys, this is getting a little freaky, y'all. It's getting a little freaky, y'all. I've got a question for Nigel. When's the, what's the happiest you've ever been? That's a good one. That's great. I went to Legoland last summer. Mm. That was very nice. Who did you go with? Just me and my pet, Anaconda. His name was Dimitrik. He, we put him in a big coat, and he kind of propped himself up for most of the time there. So we got away with it. I'm really happy that that happened for you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. All right, I'm going to take a question from the glass bowl here. Um, it says, what's next? What do you mean? <laughs> Oh, what's like, next for everybody? Like in our career. <laughs> Terrifying legs, essential question there. Uh, I mean, I think what's immediately next is I'm looking forward to going to that party later with y'all and just getting railed by Nigel. And then after that, I do have a, a segment coming up with uh, Sesame Street. 
Oh. I finally was able to secure Sesame Street. So they're going to be doing a little little something with my horses, a little something with my cows. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Congratulations. Huge, Thank you. Huge Thank you so much. Well, um, I do have a little movie coming up called The Bird Who Taught Me Christmas. And um, <laughs> I actually do have that bird with me. He's a lovely bird named um, Flower. Um, Flower, won't you come in? Flower, won't you come in? Flower! Flower, get in here! Now, <laughs> Flower, why don't you come close to the mic and um, rehearse the line from the movie that we talked about? Diver's Noel. <laughs> oh my God, Marilyn, you are a legend. That was Flower, incredible. You were flat. You were flat. Don't you ever do that again. This is a master at work, y'all. Master at work. This is a master at work. I'd like to apologize for her. She's so embarrassing. I'm, I'm, I'm humiliated. Um, but I, what's next for everyone else? I'm doing a movie with uh, Jonathan Lipnicki called Turtle Baby. <laughs> really exciting. I had actually a hand in writing the screenplay, and it, I would like to say it's one of the funniest movies I've ever read. I find myself at a crossroads. Ever turning, ever changing. When the wind blows my skin, it howls. When the night comes, I feel alive. Why? And again, why? And again, why? Nigel's making a great craze to start this orgy right now. I was about to say, what are we doing? What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for here? I'm, I mean, you know, I'm down for it. I just got to tie up my horse. Yeah. I'm already hard as a fucking rock. Okay, Nigel. Whoa. Whoa, okay. Nigel. As protocol, everybody put the animals you brought with into the animal corner and <laughs> we'll go salamander into the fuck in my pocket. <laughs> I'll drop all my snakes in the corner too. And I'll put my birds next to your snakes. I had a few little chicks in my titties. So I got Kate Middleton, the Dalmatian, coming in. Sit. Good, Kate, good. This has been Animal Wranglers answering the question, now that's why they call it show business. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Angela Geritana. I'm Jeremy Colhane. I'm Patrick McDonald. And I'm Kylie Brakeman. Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists is an improvised Hollywood Roundtable podcast available on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's right, four A's with three O's in between, then pod. Music for this week's episode was provided by Gabriel Ponton. Our guest this week was comedian, actor, writer, Mary Anthony. You are required to follow Mary on Twitter at MaryEAnthony1. That's MaryEAnthony1. We'll see you next time. Good night, Hollywood.